Hey everybody, welcome to In The Loop with Tom Durantz, where we explore leadership and long-term sustainable growth for the Apostolic Church in this 21st century. Hey, welcome back, and in this November podcast, I want to talk to you about this subject matter, characteristics of a growing church, characteristics of a growing church. In my study, and even in my own experience with our church here in Temecula, California, as I look back after 21 years, I realize there are some characteristics that are part of what got us to where we are. Things become more intentional as you grow. Things become more strategic. I realize that things don't just happen. Things don't just form by themselves. Church growth doesn't morph into church growth because you have church on Sunday. It takes some planning, takes some structure, takes some protocols and procedures. And I want to share a few of those things with you that I've noticed as we have grown from a home missions church, a NAM church, into a viable, sustainable UPCI church in the SoCal district. So there's a couple of steps here I want to share with you, and I think this is part of the growth process that I've learned. Number one, everything starts with a guest. Church growth starts with a guest because the guests become return guests, and then return guests become new converts. New converts become members. Members become volunteers. And then the sixth step is members become givers, or volunteers rather become givers. And so here's the evolution. Here's the path, the flow. Guests become return guests. Then new converts then they become members, then they become a volunteer, and then they become givers. All growing churches start with a guest. Now, here's what I found out. Getting the guest to return is usually where we fall off. Getting the guest to return is where the challenge is. So here's the question I want to ask you as a pastor. Here's a question I want to ask you as a leader in this growth process. Where in the six-step process does your church fall? The six steps, again, are guests, return guests, new converts, members, volunteers, givers. So where in that six-step process does your church fall? Second question for you. What are you doing to get guests to return? If the guest is the starting point, and the end zone is the givers, and there's four steps between, what are you doing to get the guests to return? And then my other question for you is, are you focused on first-time guests and not the return guest? We focus on first-time guests with Easter, Christmas, VBS. So I've learned along the way after pastoring 21 years that I have to have protocols in place to help these guests return. So again, as you zoom out and look at your organization, your church, your establishment, what protocols, what procedures, what steps are in place to get the first-time guest to become a giver? And in the process, return guest, new convert, member, volunteers, etc., etc., so let me share with you what we do, what's worked for us. And again, this has been an amalgamation of adjustments over 21 years. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to be the smartest. I don't claim to be the fastest growing. 
but I do claim to know a few things that I've learned, and these are nuggets of truth that I want to share with you. And then, like I've always said, and I believe, it may not work for you, the culture, the demographics, the location, the state, the district you're in, but hopefully in every podcast that In The Loop does, that you can extract one nugget. And if you can get one nugget that helps you do church better, faster, bigger, grander, helps you speed up the Great Commission, then I feel that my job was well done in that session. So let me give you a few nuggets and you grab which one works for you. Here's what we do to get the guests to return. Week number one, on day one, which would be Monday, they get an email from the church that's pre-populated, pre-written, etc. Day number two of week one, we send them a thank you card handwritten so it looks personal we tried all kinds of things but and 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 in there we give them a code for a red box download say we buy a chunk of red box codes and it costs us a dollar a code so in there we would send you hey thank you tom durance for visiting with us this week we're so glad you're here please enjoy a great family movie on us spend time with your family Look forward to seeing you on Sunday or something like that. And then there's the red box code. And then on day four of the same week, they get an email from our church inviting them back to the worship experience. We, t- we call it a worship experience. We don't call it church. We don't call it preaching. We don't call it Sunday school. We're gunning for the worship experience. That's the language that we use. Okay, so that's week one. Week number two, they get a text from me as a pastor. Now, that's intentional I want to do that. So what the office will do will send me the person's name and their sale number. So I have several pre-written scripted texts that I use, and I just pick and choose which one I feel right in my spirit. So let me read you a sample of one that I've sent to somebody, and it says this, and I quote, Hi, Vanessa. I want to thank you for worshiping with us at Truvine. We're so glad that you visited, and I trust everyone was kind and you felt the spirit of God. Please come again and be with us. We offer two services on Sunday, 9.15 and 11.15. I would love to see you again. Blessings, Pastor Tom Durant's, end quote, in text. Again, I have four or five that I've written that feel good to my spirit. And sometimes I tell them, hey, this is my personal sale. Please, you're welcome to text me and call me. I'm looking forward to walking with you on the journey as you learn more about God. And I'm trusting our church will be a great resource for you. So I make them very, I'm going to say, uh, business-like, user-friendly, customer service. And so that's a text. That happens on week number two. On week number two, day nine, they get another email from our church inviting them and soliciting them to join a connect group. The benefits, why we do connect groups here, why we believe in this. And so again, that's week number two, day nine. Uh, Week number three. We're trying to connect. Remember, I'm trying to get the guest to be a return guest because it's an evolution. It's a process to get them to be givers. So I really focus a lot of strategic energy on getting guests to come back. So week number three, they get a call from a lady in our church. We ask a lady to do it because it seems to me ladies' voices are a little more kind, soft, polite, receptive than a guy's voice. So we that's intentional. We ask a lady and it's the same lady. And they get an email from her as well. Let me kind of let you know on the email, she'll send something to this effect. And I'm reading one of her emails that she sent. 
Just wanted to thank you for coming to visit us at Truevine. Please let me know if you have any questions or prayer requests. We hope to see you soon. Have a blessed day, Jennifer. That's one of the little emails that she sends out, and that is on week number three. On day number 18 of week number three, the church sends a pre-written email that is from myself. It's auto-generated. It's auto-sent, so I don't personally send it, but it's an email that's written from me, and that goes out to them. Then on week number four, what happens is we send them a letter on our letterhead asking them to come back, thank you, anything that we would want to inspire them. And then now what we started doing is we put a card in there that has all of our digital platform links. So what they could do, which is really cool, kudos to our student pastor, figured all this out, is we are on link tree.ee forward slash Truevine Church. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Truevine Church. And on that card is that link. Of course, they can't click it because it's a printed card, but they type it in. And then it sends them to a site that has all the links of our digital platforms. So I'm looking at the card right now, and it has all these options they could, they could go from the linktree.ee at Truevine Church. They could go to our website. They could go to our giving platform. They can go to our Apple playlist, Spotify playlist, podcast, Instagram, YouTube channel, and Facebook. So they can go to all of those digital platforms from one platform. So what we found out that we do, rather than tell everybody, here's our website, Here's uh, some music on Apple Playlist. Here's our Instagram. Here's our YouTube. Here's our. It's like digital information overload. They're not going to remember all that. And so we just give them the linktree.ee link, and then that sends them to one digital platform. That from there, that becomes the hub. And again, they can kind of splinter off to website, our giving platform, Apple Playlist, Spotify Playlist, podcast. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. So that is week number four, and that card goes in with the letter. So again, the challenge here, the goal, the end zone, is to get the guests to become a giver. The process, I'm going to say in football analogy, the first down markers are return guests, new converts, members, volunteers, End zone is the givers. So we've got to score about five first downs and then get it into the end zone. And so there is our, our process. Again, very intentional at Truvine. Very methodical, very strategic. We put a lot of resources and budget into getting return guests. We also do another thing now that is called text and church. You can Google that. It's a subscription we paid, I think, $37 a month that when we put a sale number in there, we have pre-populated text messages that go out to them uh, scheduled whenever we want to, inviting them back to church. Uh, remind, hey, just remember, we have our worship experiences tomorrow. We look forward to seeing you. And all of that is done in text to church. And it's a little texting automated follow-up program. We set our own protocols. We set the times they go out. We set what the text says. So it's completely customizable and scalable 
regardless of what size you are. So the cool thing that I like to offer in the podcast today is these protocols that I'm saying we need to do is scalable. Regardless of what size church you run, or you pastor, or you're trying to pastor, or you're if you're even starting, this is all manageable. It's not financially driven. It's not top-heavy in finances. It's not top-heavy and I need a bunch of people. But if you'll take these principles that I've learned and grab a few nuggets, text text in church, set up your own Excel spreadsheet, and, and, and be uh, intentional. This is what I think, that when God sees our work ethics and our passion to reach people, to accomplish the Great Commission somewhere in the heavenlies, God is obligated to bless our efforts. It's the law of sowing and receiving. Uh, law of sowing and receiving. It's the law of receiving back and reaping. We're harvesting and we're planting into the kingdom. So here, here's what I'll mention to you. When a guest comes, you gotta they, the big key here, the starting point that I drill into our church and our leaders. When that guest comes, we have to diplomatically smoothly, kindly get a guest card or connect card from that person. We call ours connect cards, okay? Used to call them guest cards because we cannot follow. The process cannot start. The six-step process cannot start if I don't have a connect card, if I don't know who you are, if I don't know how to connect to you. So if a guest comes in and leaves your church, there is no way that you can help and motivate them and encourage them to get back And the only way they come back is on their own if they come back. Again, I know some people are standoffish. Some people don't want to turn stuff in. I understand that. That's kind of my natural personality. But on the flip side, as a pastor, I'm going to do everything I can diplomatically, very smoothly, to make sure that almost at any cost, I get that Connect card back from them. And then when we tell them, hey, you can turn the Connect card in in the offering, you can turn the connect card in at our connect table, or you can just leave your connect card on your seat. So we give the guests three ways to get that connect card back to us, giving them options. Maybe they don't want to deal with us. They don't want to talk. So we just say, leave it on your seat. Somebody will pick it up. We want to connect with you. We're a digital church. We do everything, our promotions, our youth groups, our connect groups, our picnics. Everything is done on digital platforms. And so we want to at least give you an option to surf our digital options here. So again, that connect card is very important. At that time, we put all their information into a software web-based program called Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E. And Breeze generates our stock emails for upcoming events that are sent out weekly. So Breeze sends our stock emails over a four-week period to connect with you. And then once you're in our system, Breeze generates emails that we send out every Tuesday about, hey, this is what's happening this week at Truvine. So not only does Breeze give them the four welcome emails over a month, Breeze also generates the emails from MailChimp that we link those, which is another program, MailChimp. And every Tuesday, new advertisement goes out to our church. And again, from the Connect card, any ministry needs from that Connect card are sent to our pastoral team. Any interest from that Connect card are sent to our event leaders. And any prayer request concerns from that Connect card are sent to myself as a pastor. 
So again, I want you to understand this. Watch this. That connect card, that guest card is so valuable. It's worth more than its weight in gold because from that connect card, I generate information into Breeze. Breeze sends the four emails weekly. Breeze sends the weekly Tuesday emails. From that connect card, ministry needs that they have go to pastoral teams. From that connect card, interest of people go to event leaders, i.e. youth, ladies, men's, singles, hyphen, etc., etc. And then any needs that they want the church to pray with and to be a part of go to me as a pastor. So again, I cannot emphasize enough. If you're starting from scratch or maybe you haven't dialed this in or maybe I've inspired you to put some energy and effort in the next two months, dial in, hey, COVID's going away. Things are getting better as I record this session. It's not perfect, but we are really gearing up the end of 2020 to just kind of hit home runs starting 2021. And so we're putting all new protocols in place. We're cleaning up, we're shining up, we're dusting off our protocols. We're having staff meeting with key people. Hey, come on, let's gear up. The game's speeding up, the gears are moving. And so if my advice to any of you listening to this podcast here in the month of November is to really get your guest follow-up dialed in. The characteristics of a growing church, if you're going to grow, starts with a guest. And if you're going to maintain sustainable growth and not just spike with Easter, Christmas, and VBS numbers, then you've got to get those guests coming back. And so I just say my encouragement, go back into your system Go back into your protocols and find out what you need to do to make sure that the people are coming back and they have a great experience. And that's how you kind of create the structure or the flow or the current, the culture of a growing church. Okay. Hey, I just want to say thank you for being with me this time. God bless you all. If you want to communicate with me, of course, it's in the loop.td at gmail.com. Any suggestions on subject matter, any advice, any perspective you maybe want to glean from In The Loop, I'm here for you guys. Hey, I hope you have a great, great weekend. Have an amazing church. Hey, let's go out there and let's hit home runs for the Great Commission. Stay safe. God bless you all. We'll see you next month. Have a great day.